Howdy, Howdy, y'all. Welcome back to the Grace Prep Podcast. My name is Joshua Young. I'm Hattie Lord. And I am Shane Stefik. So, Mr. Stefik, let's just dive right in. Where were you born and to whom? <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Robstown, Texas to my parents. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Where did you go to high school? I went to high school in James Madison in San Antonio. I want to hear, right did on. you have any siblings? Uh, I do. I have a younger sister. Okay. About 18 months. Okay. Oh, right on. cool. Right on. So after high school, what did you go do? After high school, I um, enrolled at UTSA, did that for a couple years, and then chased a girl to A&M, so I transferred <laughs> over there to get my degree as an Aggie. Very romantic. Did you propose under that tree? <laughs> no, no, uh, on the river walk in San Antonio. Oh, that's Right great. on, yeah. right on. I like that. I like that. So after college, I heard you got your degree in business and marketing. Is that correct? Yep, yep, business marketing. Um, what did you go pursue after that? I uh, took a job with Target Corporation huh? and um, took a couple years to do different executive things with them in the stores and then got promoted and started running Target stores for about 18 years. Wow. Nice. How did you come into association with Target? Like what led to that? Uh, you know, it was, it was it was the process. You know, your senior year, you do a lot of interviews. And um, so I, I was a little over the edge. I wanted to get the right job. We were already engaged. Um, and it was important to make enough money, but have the high enough ceiling in the career to do what we wanted to do, have family, um, that sort of thing. So I interviewed with 27 companies and I had 11 offers and, um, narrowed it down to three and then just kind of did the analysis of where am I going to, which company has the best work-life balance at the same time, gives me the ability to excel and promote as fast as possible, um, and get where I wanted to go. And I did not want to work for somebody. Felt like I could probably be my own boss in whatever environment that I was in. Mm. So Target offered that. So I, it was based on merit, and, uh, and that's what I went on. So. Yeah. Did you have a good time there? Yeah. I mean, there's goods and bads in all, yeah. all businesses, all companies, all, um, all jobs that you do. Um, I did enjoy a lot of it. it. It was fun to lead large groups of people. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was fun for the challenges. Um, I was a troubleshooter, so they would move me to a, a very difficult store and they'd give me about two years to oh, fix wow. it. And then they'd move me to the next door and they'd give me about two years to fix it. So we moved five times Oh wow! Um, in a pretty short period of time. Yeah. So wow. the challenge was there. So if, you, if you're someone that likes the challenge and you don't know if you can actually do this job and man, that's going to be hard. And um, then, then, yeah, it was in that regard, there was a lot of uh, receiving a lot of confidence in, in uh -huh. your successes. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Did any of the, stores ever just like not pick up um no it didn't really work that way too i mean it's that didn't sound right yeah i mean you, you could always mess up but um the stores were so bad that they would <laughs> send me into um it was known that i would be able to take a a, a, a store we we used uh, colors mainly i could take a red store mm -hmm. and i could turn it yellow in about six months and that oh. would be firing 10 20 30 percent of the workforce bringing in new people hiring them getting them to do things the way we needed them to do yeah. and you could get to that point and that was easy and you generally then took a little bit of a breather break and then you took the next notch and the next notch the challenge was can you then go to a high yellow or a green store or a dollhouse can you take it all the way to where no one worries about it and i never stayed long enough to do that in mm -hmm. any store but the corpus store i went to was super hard it took me three years to get it sustainable Wow, and I yeah. had to ask to leave because I really didn't have it where they wanted me to have it, but we were done. Corpus was a really rough environment for us to raise kids. And 
uh, it was wearing me out. I was working mm-hmm. 70, 80 hours a week every week for three years. Um, so we left. I would say I did not successfully get where I wanted to go Yeah. in that one. Was that the last one you went to? No, no. Or- then I moved. Uh, they moved me to San Antonio. Okay. And yeah. then I ran, I guess, three stores in San Antonio. Okay. So at that time, while you were in Corpus, correct, mm-hmm. um, how many kids did you have? Uh, we had one when we got there, and we had three when we left. Mm-hmm. So how did that, you know, working 70, 80 hours a week, how did that, like, affect your family life? You miss a lot. You mm-hmm. miss a lot. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, don't live and think about regrets, but, you know, there are things that you wish you'd have done differently, and uh, it's hard to be home when you're devoting that much time and effort and energy into work, and depending on what you do, like retail, uh, in that environment, you don't have Christmases, you don't have holidays, oh, yeah. you know, so I, I, day before and day after every Thanksgiving, day before and day after every Christmas, you know, it's, it's all gone. So, um, you have great memories, but you realize, man, I, I missed a lot, you know, mm-hmm. um, did the kids notice? No, they're too small, but, mm-hmm. and that's a good, that's a blessing, but, uh, but yeah, you, you do, you miss, you miss, you gotta be careful with, with, you know, how you focus. And if you isolate all your efforts towards one specific thing, everything else in life, pays the price yeah. yeah so what like led you to leaving target target was changing yeah um the first 10 years i was there it was it was um a, a pretty quiet solid company but it just it was leaning further and further and further left and further an anti-family and mm-hmm. it got to point where family was not important and actually was kind of a disadvantage because us family guys who had responsibilities at home were not willing to put in the excessive amount of hours. Yeah. And uh, they could accomplish similar things with younger people straight out of college that didn't have all those ties. Um, you know, of course, that would never actually come to light, but that's that's just kind of the way things were going. So yeah. we were looking to do something different, and um, we had an opportunity to walk away from that and buy a business and have a family business, and that way we could spend more time together. So yeah. we did that. So you bought the business from someone else that like it was already a pawn company. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. yep. It was uh, it was in, it had been around for a long time. Uh, it was it was having some challenges. It was on its way down, uh, but it just seemed like a, a good thing to do. It was very it was one of those unique uh, blind faith moves. Mm. Um, I was told by the Lord to leave Target, and um, we didn't really knew, know what that looked like. And this person. Um, basically said, Hey, just, just buy this. You, you would be great at, uh, if you bought my company yeah. and we, we pretty much, you know, we prayed about it for about a week and we felt kind of under the gun to move as fast as we could. And so we bought it sight unseen, not sight unseen. We had been there many times, books unseen. Uh-huh. So, and, you know, and I had a lot of experience. It didn't really matter what the financial status of that company was because we could deal with it. Yeah. But yeah, we, we pretty much signed contracts and didn't mm-hmm. know any of the financial details. And so yeah, you get, then you got to figure that out. Yeah. And then there was a real leap of faith. We're like, oh, my goodness, there's <laughs> some things we didn't know. And, uh, uh, but, but, uh, but all in blessings because then, you know, the Lord worked us through one step at a time yeah. and, uh, and helped us become successful with what we were doing. Yeah. So did you immediately hire people or did you already have employees or did you just start on your own? There were employees. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not stick around too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so as we, uh, would let employees go, then we did a little more with our sons. And so we got to the point where yeah. the last, uh, bit I had two employees and two or three sons working for me. 
So it was really more of um, a family environment. And we pretty much created, and there was a year or two where we had one employee and my wife and I and the three boys, and that was the whole yeah. That was the whole crew. So it was pretty much me every day and whichever family member wasn't at work or wasn't at school or could be there at work with me and then one other employee. That wow. is so cool. It was yeah. cool. It was cool. And, um, and we, we've learned specifically uh, after we, I sold the company uh, that a ton of our customer base only came to buy stuff from us, to learn from us, to talk to us because of the family. You mm-hmm. know, and every, every one of the sons would have, uh, customers that they had helped in the past, they knew by you know first yeah. name. So customers come in and say, "Hey, is so and so here? Hey, I'd like to talk." To-. They designed my system, and then I have a couple questions. And hey, I want to do this add-on that they they recommended and whatever. I'm like, I have no idea how to help you because <laughs> you know my my sons are, are doing that. But that was really cool. So to find out that our family was the draw as much mm-hmm. or more than the services that we were offering, uh, it's, it's pretty neat. It feels pretty good in your heart. Yeah. For those not or for those listening, I was really close with Travis, Mr. Stefik's youngest. And I just remember hearing a lot about like customers who just loved your family or would come in and know Travis by name. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Did so there was one customer who came in and she really loved is it was it Nicholas mm-hmm. and helped um like wanted to sponsor his college. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's amazing. Um, did you already know her well or was it really just Nicholas? Uh, I think Nick was probably there the first time we met, um, this lady, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's one of those really cool things where you had no idea yeah. who she was and, um, she was just another fun, friendly, great customer. And we had a lot of those. And then she would come every now and then to buy a new koi or, uh, to replace the system or to ask a question. And she would start asking for Nick. And then, uh, one day we got in a new shipment of Japanese koi and there were three or four just amazing, amazing fish. And he calls her up and says, the fish I'd been telling you about, it's called an asagi. Uh, mm-hmm. I, we just got in a perfect one. I'll be right there. <laughs> and so he, he took care of her. Basically, he restocked her entire back uh, koi pond at her house with amazing elite fish, one at a time, two at a time, as they came in. He would be communicating wow. with her. Um, and so they just built a great rapport, and she had us out a couple of times to work on her system to improve the filter system and different things. And so just kind of one of those, still don't really know. You just, you know. Yeah. She's real world, world people just like us. And, uh, but yeah, then she was uh, very kind and giving and said, hey, I see something in you as an individual, and I want to make sure that you get to where God can put you in life. And, and you know, so here's how I... I'm going to try to help you do that. So. That is amazing. Yeah. Like, that's so cool how you could impact someone to like want them to just, or for them to want to love on your family in that way. Yeah. So while you're running the business with so much of your family, were there any like family issues that you ran into? Like people you live with in the same house mm-hmm. while working with them at the business? Um, you know, I, I mean, that's very possible. Uh, our situation was uh, pretty unique because we were blessed in that we were all in. We loved what we did. And you can have bad days and you have things go wrong and, and whatnot, but no one really took those personally. And, mm-hmm. and maybe part of that is with me having 18 years, 20 years of experience of doing that kind of stuff, I was able to, I don't know, teach them, uh, show them how, hey, this is, we can separate work and, and, and home. Like we don't bring home, work home. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to. And, um, and the other thing is, to, you know, you, you, you hope that you learn how to just let things roll off your, off your back. 
you know, so you don't take things personally. You don't take them to heart. You do the best you can every day. Uh, it was it was unique. It was it was a wonderful thing, and it was at the same time a little exhausting to work uh, mm. every day with your spouse because then you get home and you don't have a lot to talk about yeah. because you've shared everything all day long, every day, and so it is not. Oh, honey, how was your day when you get home? It's like. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to get some frozen pizza again tonight. Yeah, I'm so tired. Let's <laughs> just grab a frozen pizza. You know, and so it changed the evening routine a yeah. bit because we always spend so much time during the day together. But that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you just you just kind of learn to adjust with it. Yeah. Um, but no, the three boys, they they did great. They didn't bring issues home. Um, and, and they were great. They were great employees and they, mm-hmm. they tried so hard. There wasn't anything. We never found ourselves sitting at the dinner table like, yeah, you're never going to do that again. Do you understand? Like, you messed up today. Like, we just didn't need to do that because those things just really weren't there. That's great. Yeah. 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 Were there any, like, experiences while working with, uh, what, what was your company again? Like, Water Garden Gems. Water Garden Gems that, like, stuck out. Like, any times where it's, like, something went wrong or, like, a customer experience, like, just stuck out? There were plenty of things that went wrong. Um, <laughs> You know, c- customer service never bothered me. And, and you know, they'll, they'll be, you know, everyone can, can get upset or disappointed or, or whatever in a customer service environment and you take it out on, on the store. You know, I'm not saying that never happened, but it didn't bother me. So I, I can't say that there was anything like that that stuck out. And our customers were so great and, and our customer loyalty was so important to us. They yeah. were always right. And we <laughs> did want to make them, um, happy with their experience, but, but our, our true goal in, in, in the whole process that, that the Lord put on our hearts from the day one was make it to where as many people can enjoy water features, backyard ponds, or whatever is possible, and they enjoy them to the fullest. We mm-hmm. had built our own ponds every time we moved for 10 or 12 years, so we, oh, wow. we lived with ponds in our backyard. Yeah. We even had a living swimming pool where you swim with the, with the koi and the goldfish, and you have the <laughs> waterfall crash on you. So we had already done all that. That was part of our lifestyle. Uh, and so we wanted to just share those, that experience and that opportunity with people. So in that regard, where, where what you do is coming from the heart for, the, for their good mm-hmm. purpose, if they come in, even if they're not making sense, if they're not happy with the situation, you want to fix that. Yeah. So, so no, but, but we did have crazy stuff. There was um, just a lot going on. At any point in time, I could have 40 or 50 pumps running different water features. And, and if the pump goes out, the fish can die and all these filter systems and all this and there were times when I, I would have eighty or $100,000 worth of koi on hand for sale at any given time. Okay, so we lose power. I could oh. literally just go bankrupt on losing all those fish, you know, and it takes a month to quarantine them and get them in. Once you get them from Japan, it takes time to order them and get them. So the potential for disaster was always there, which is one of the higher stress pieces of, of doing that business. And we had those. We had someone run into and break a... Um, a pole that with a, a power transformer on it uh, on Father's Day, and it was 107 degrees, and we're open, and all my power goes out, all my <gasps> pumps shut off, all my water goes stale, and you're like, well, what are we gonna do? And of course, it's Father's Day, so it's a Sunday, so you're, <gasps> oh, you're like, yeah, open exactly. And, oh. So, so it was a real struggle. So you're you're plowing through. I don't know if I'm gonna have five more minutes of this issue or five hours and will my fish still be alive in five hours and it's peak season so what in the world do we do so we're running around and trying to get a 20 year old generator to run which it wouldn't and so then we're doing this we're doing that and we're hooking up uh 
uh, inverters to ba uh, car batteries so that we can plug in an air pump so that we can then try to put enough air stones in different tanks. And that didn't last very long. And then so, you know, we're dropping hydrogen peroxide into each water to get a, a tank to get a little oxygen explosion. And we can't do that very often because it can burn the gills off the fish. And so it's just a little bit at a time. And uh, it was it was a nightmare. And, and you're busy. You're crazy busy because it's Father's Day. So we're doing ads, you know, get your, get your father a new fish, get your father this, 10% off if you bring your father in, you know, just whatever oh we were doing. Goodness. And so it was just this crazy whirlwind of a day. Uh, and yeah, so you don't, you don't ever forget those things. <laughs> uh, but uh, bad experiences, no, not, not like terrible, but stressful, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. never know. Mm -hmm. uh, going from Target to koi fish, like those are completely different. How did you get into doing koi fish? They're totally different, but it's still retail. Yeah. It's still management, mm -hmm. and it's still leading people. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we, we built some koi ponds and some water features in our, at our own houses, mm -hmm. and, and we had bought some stuff from water garden gyms in the past. And so we knew the place. Uh, we loved having those. We loved swimming with the fish. We loved the peaceful area in the backyard. So when mm -hmm. I was home, I we could just relax yeah. and enjoy a quiet time with a little waterfall, making a little bit of peaceful noise. And uh, my wife really found great time with the Lord almost on a morning, every morning, daily basis mm -hmm. at the pond, wherever we live, drinking her coffee and in prayer time. And so it was just one of those things that we love so much. And so when it became available, it was, it was like I said, you know, the Lord had said, hey, y'all need to leave Target. And it just felt like, well, he was smacking us in the face with, and this is what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, it was just too, it was too perfect to just be happenstance. Yeah. You know, so we just kind of ran with it blind. And it didn't matter what I was going to sell or what business I was going to run. I, that was kind of immaterial. So. Yeah. So I have a question. You, like, clearly to me, you're innovative and creative because, like, you could take these businesses and do something great, like, and change how they're acting. Has that, like, permeated to other like hobbies or anything in your life? Like how have you seen your creativity express itself? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know if I'd call myself creative, but I like to build things and I yeah. like to um, fix things mm -hmm. kind of. That sounds like I like to be a mechanic and that's, I do not like to work on cars at all. Oh, really? But no, no. That's, <laughs> that's my children, not, yeah. not myself at all. And they, they scare me. I know if I take something apart wrong and I don't put it back together, it's not going to run as well. And why would I do that? Um, mess it up and make someone else then fix it for me uh, but i do i mean i like building things build sheds and uh -huh. you know we we built our own house so oh, um, wow. yeah we wow. when we moved here we we bought the piece of land and then we had the slab poured and uh, the frame put up and then we did all the basically everything else we ran all the wires we did the floors we did the walls we oh, did the my. insulation we did the painting <laughs> we hung all the fixtures uh we ran all that stuff we lived in the county so we didn't have to have any codes so pretty much everything from the drafting of the house to the final play, uh, we had our hands in it as general wow. contractors or as doing it myself all night, every night, you know, when I got home from, from work. So uh, it, it's just a fun thing to do, you know, and, and I learned a ton of things from my father-in-law who had done some of that sort of stuff and he's done all kinds of things in his life. And, and so you're doing it with a best friend, you're learning, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're being mentored. And at the same time, you're creating something for your family that now they have their family home that they truly built with their own hands. That's so sweet. And so, yeah, so it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's fun to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I enjoy that. So um, it's not exactly like what I would do at work, but it's it, conceptually in that uh -huh. you're just, you're, you're building things and you're seeing how to do something better. 
um, you're, you're choosing to try to figure out how to do it yourself instead of pay a professional to do it because yeah. you feel like you're capable yeah. and you want to try the are. challenge. Yeah. And I just remembered you're a painter. <laughs> I paint a lot. That's true. <laughs> you should tell. What, what do you paint, Mr. Stefik? <laughs> I paint walls and, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, for some odd reason, a little over a year ago, decided it'd be really fun to paint my entire kitchen and part of another part of my house for the Super Bowl party that I was going to host. And uh, so I did. So <laughs> and the first year wasn't quite as big of a deal. But then when the second year came around, I thought, why not? So uh, one wall of my kitchen had, I don't know, probably a four foot by four foot emblem of the Chiefs facing the, <laughs> the emblem of the Chiefs. <laughs> that was before she, she ruined the NFL. Um, oh. and, uh, and then, uh, you know, the Eagles and then one, I, I painted the, uh, entire football field and, and little Travis Kelsey <laughs> and, uh, oh, Holmes wow. throwing a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. And I had Shalen Hurts and different players on the football field and, uh, yeah, some crazy stuff. And then that just twisted. I painted the whole, I should, should point out or start. I painted the room green oh. for the turf and then it was still green. And someone said, Hey, we should have an Easter party. I'm like, That's kind of odd. Let's not. Uh, but we ended up having a uh, St. Patrick's Day party. Room was already green. So we just did away with painted over all the football stuff and painted little clovers everywhere and a uh, pot of gold and that sort of fun stuff. And then we shifted it to an Easter party in green. And so then we had to paint it red, white, and blue for Travis's graduation party. And, and did, wasn't and there a little Travis? There, there was a little Travis with really, <laughs> really large muscles. That's, that's accurate. Yeah, that was, that was everybody's favorite. And... Uh, and so, <laughs> hilarious. and so now it's sitting there waiting for the Super Bowl here in a month, and it's going to be all decked out again. Uh, have, you, yes. have you started? Well, I can't because I don't know the two teams. Okay. So I think I walked into your house one time, and you were, were you painting clovers? I don't remember what you were painting. Probably. But you were definitely painting the kitchen wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, and Shark. We had that big Shark Week party. So I oh, painted wow. sharks all over the all over the house. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's so awesome. <laughs> Goals. What? Yeah, that seems pretty fun. Anything for a good a good good time. <laughs> yeah. So you retired. Now you're not retired, but you retired for like a, a year or two? Yeah, yeah, about a year and a half probably. Okay. <laughs> so why did you choose to come out of retirement? Um, again as a God thing. I didn't oh. I didn't choose to come out of retirement. I was really enjoying having my own time. Mm -hmm. And um I was enjoying being able to have the time to help people. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you lived the life that I did in retail and I worked as many hours as I did, whatever time I wasn't at work, I was at home with my family, which is mm -hmm. where I would want to be, of course, doing things that needed to be done there. And you don't really have time to do things or help other people that have needs because you can't get out of your own small little environment because yeah. the time is not there. And so it was really nice to be able to spend time with my with my mom, with my in-laws, help them with things, um, go do things, uh, help my sons with whatever they had going on. Cause mm -hmm. if there was an event or they needed to be moved, uh, to an apartment or whatever, I was available no matter what, because I didn't have a schedule. Yeah. And, and so that was great. That was wonderful to have that. And of course have some hobbies and enjoy that sort of thing that I didn't get to do much of, uh, with the job, but it was just one of those things. Again, we were, uh, having a conversation uh, at a school board meeting and that, that ventured into after the meeting and, Hey, we need to do this and this with some security 
And yeah, we, we, we need to continue to look at that and we're going to need to hire a security guard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's kind of crazy price wise versus the impact that you get, but we're going to need to, and yeah. we're going to do this and we're going to do that. You guys know, we've done a lot of safety and, and security things at the school over the last year. And, uh, <laughs> Mr. Pryor looked at me and said, you're looking for something to do. Why don't, <laughs> why don't you be our security guard? And I said, like, yeah, no, I'm good. And, uh, no thanks. I'm good. And I looked at Mrs. And Pryor. And then he stayed retired. And I, I looked at Mrs. Pryor, and I, I don't remember exactly what our conversation was, and uh, went home. And uh, I didn't sleep that night, <laughs> and I didn't oh. sleep the next night, and I could not get, I couldn't get it off my heart. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so I started doing some research, and um, I was like, we need to find an answer. And I agree, I don't like the basic, obvious answer. Um, so what, what, what's there? So we're looking, we're looking and I said, okay, you know, I, I, I could do that. I have experience. I could open a company. I could get all the licenses and signatures that I need, and then I can do security for the wow. school. And that doesn't work that way. There are federal regulations that would require it to be two or three or four years before we could get there. Okay. So well, there's gotta be something else. Cause it feels like the Lord is opening doors for the school. Uh, he's pushing me into really having skin in the game here. Like, there's mm -hmm. got to be something. And so I came across the school marshal program. And there wasn't, it, it wasn't real easy to research because it's not very well known. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of time spent into trying to figure out w all the details and ins and outs because will it work for our unique school situation? Yeah. And we do have a very unique school. Uh, and and uh, But, but it, it was. It was perfect. And we had a sh super short time window. We had less than a month. Uh, because it was just like, we just hit this in, I think it was in April. Well, yeah, it was in April that we had the conversation. And the only way I could make things happen was to be at a training in mid-June. But there's all these sign-offs, signatures, psych evaluations, psych exams, like everything that has to happen. Wow. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're going to put a, an individual into a school with students and kids at a a very unique safety level. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the state of Texas has a lot of stipulations as yeah. they should. Uh, so truly it was just a, a, just an act of God that things could happen. Pow, 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 fast enough <laughs> to get us in line, uh, time-wise to be able to make it happen. So yeah, that's pretty amazing. So the Lord kicked me out of retirement because he had a purpose <laughs> for me. And I said, Shane, you're, you're kind of getting bored at home. Let's go do something with your, <laughs> with your life again. So. Oh, wow. So you lift, right? You like I to do. lift heavy weights? <laughs> I don't know about how heavy. Those those older person joints, you know, the the heavy. <laughs> I mean, that's not the rumor I heard, but okay. <laughs> from Travis. <laughs> but um, when did that start for you? It started in, well, I've, I, I've gone to the gym and lifted weights my whole life. Mm -hmm. But um, I did a lot at Target because I would just get up at 4 in the morning, go to the gym, and then go to the store and do my do my job and then go home and and that was good because you need you need something in the kind of a stressful environment to mm -hmm. to release some uh, tension and whatnot you know in your in your muscles so that was great uh, but it was kind of more just on a, on a basic level and um, I didn't have time to do any of that stuff and of course we had young kids when you're running your own company that's yeah. way too much time on your hands and and you're also not well it doesn't it, but uh, in 2019 my wife passed away and I was trying to wrap around how to help all my sons deal and and just change of life was so drastic mm -hmm. and so about six months after that uh, i don't remember I, th I think it was Peyton 
he was just kind of getting into lifting a couple little weights, you know, concrete weights in the garage and this and that. And he was starting to watch some of that stuff on YouTube uh-huh. and everything. And he mentioned getting a, a, a gym membership. And I said, hey, let's just all go get a gym membership. Yeah. And so we did. We got a family gym membership. And it was just fun to, I mean, they were both, uh, I'm guessing, was senior in high school and a freshman in high school, maybe, or sophomore in high school. So that's that perfect age to wrap your hands around something like that as a yeah. hobby, mm-hmm. as a better yourself kind of situation. And so we had a lot of fun just doing that. So, I, you know, I, with my experience with weightlifting and whatnot, I taught them a few things. And, and of course, they're stronger than me real fast because <laughs> they're teenagers and I'm not. And, uh, and so we just, we just really had an enjoyable time getting to know each other more, mm-hmm. you know, lifting weights. And uh, that just domino affected our, our spun. Well, we went into 2020 with COVID. And so instead of going to the gym every day, we bought all the steel weights and everything it took and stuck it in the garage. We have a full (laughs) garage gym. Um, And as soon as you could get back out of COVID, we're like, that's not near as much fun as going to the gym. So we were back at the gym. And (laughs) so everybody works out at both places pretty regularly. But it was was a change of lifestyle, which was cool. But it really was just looking for something to do and to bond around. Mm, Uh, That's good. mm -hmm. Could you elaborate more on what happened to your wife? Yeah, um, we were actually, so it was 2019, and we were going to the, February 26th, we were going to the uh, winter Quite concert, concert yeah. Yep. and two of our sons had solos that night, and uh, we were just driving down the road, and she just went into a seizure in the, in the uh, van, and randomly, never happened before, um, she's dying right there while we're driving, and uh, so... Uh, I, I don't, I can acknowledge what it is, but I don't know what the heck's going on. Right. right. I don't super weird. And she's not responding back and forth. It was kind of weird and crazy. And, um, so I pulled over real fast and I couldn't do anything to her. Mm-hmm. So I called nine one one and, you know, floored it again. And I'm driving down 1044 towards New Braunfels and I'm talking to nine one one and they're like, okay, where are you at? I'm like, that doesn't matter. This is where I'm going. Have an, you know, EMS meet me in the Lowe's parking lot. Um, and so we did, and we went to the hospital, and it was just, it's kind of weird. We didn't know what was going on. Nobody would tell us what was going on. It was, it was a very unique and, and it's kind of a rare situation, I guess, but she had a brain tumor, uh, on, on, on the side and it wasn't moving, but it was bumping just enough to, to cause problems. They don't know why, they don't know how long it's been there. Um, can't answer any of those questions. Uh, but she went to having, yeah, I don't know. 10 to 25 seizures every day and uh just from zero to you know 100 just like this and it was a seven-week process and mm-hmm. they ended up finding out that it was a brain cancer but it was um it just wasn't growing and then it did grow made a little push and it stopped growing and then towards the end it, just, it grew exponentially super fast wow so, yeah wow. i don't know where to go after that <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it's right. it's one of those things um you can't control life. You control how you how life hits you, and, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know that the Lord's going to provide, and He's going to lead you, and He's going to guide you through any and all dark times, right? And so, when you're running through the valley of death, you just keep running, yeah. you know, because you know that He is the light at the end, and He's le- pushing you and, you and leading you, and uh, He creates beautiful things, you know, diamonds out of out of ashes, and in that process, that process, many people is it, so beautiful came to know Christ through mm-hmm. her suffering That's because she was an amazing example through it all. Three weeks in, we finally found um, a neurologist that would be honest with us because her, his sister-in-law, I believe, or, or niece had the same thing. Oh. And he said, no one's telling you the truth about 
what they're actually seeing on these scans. Let me let me tell you, you have a max of two years. You probably have six months. We can't do anything about it, and nobody can. We could do surgery; it won't work. But that's what you're. That's what you know. Everybody's pushing you to do, and if you want to do it, that's fine. Uh, but but it won't work. And there's no even if you think it works now, it's going to come back like it's impossible. Oh, and um, yeah, that was a rough night. But then from the next day on, she was just a, a, a force of uh, positive energy and, hey, we're going to deal with this. And, and the Lord's got me. And she did. She had numerous uh, family members, friends that came to Christ mm-hmm. by watching her strength in Christ and uh, fearless nature of facing death and saying, that's okay. I'm happy to die. It's time. And wow. there's wow. a better place on the other side. And I can't wait to go. And I have no regrets. And I've said my goodbyes and I've done the best I could. And I truly believe my life was to raise three boys. I've mm-hmm. done that and my time's up. So it's cool to look back and, and see the poetry of, I know you got saved. I know you opened your eyes to maybe be saved. Mm-hmm. I know you got saved all because she fought one battle. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what did your personal faith look like for, like during that? Um, pretty amazingly uh amazingly strong mm-hmm. uh, uh and part of it was was directed from her strength right yeah. but uh we went in it together we went in it together when we got married 21 years before that mm-hmm. and nothing was going to change that and um we had you know we had a lot of conversations but she pretty much needed 24 7 care so yeah. i would uh drive her take her carry her uh in the last days any and everywhere we just we prayed nonstop every day, mm-hmm. and um, I would read psalms to her off and on every day, and every time she would start to have a seizure, if I could get to her, because we also worked, so she would be in the office laying yeah. down while I was working, and she would zap me when she was having a seizure, and if I didn't have a customer, I would go and help her. Um, and sometimes if I did, I still would say, I'm sorry, please don't steal anything from me. I've got to go. I'll be right back in three minutes. Um, but uh, I would read psalms to her when she was having seizures, and those comforted the seizures. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. So um, I, don't, I don't know how, exactly how to answer your, your, your question, except that it was just a whirlwind of, we're not going to worry about anything. God's mm-hmm. got us. We're going to do our job. My job is to try to take care of her best, best I can. And her job is to be a witness to everybody. And, and that's just, we just kind of executed it. Yeah. So um, it was great. I would, say, I would say it was great in that we never asked why. We were never angry. We were never disappointed. We never felt shortchanged in life. We never, we just didn't have that emotion um, because we knew that that was just God's plan. And her comfort and her security made it easier for someone in my position to say, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's your time. And I'm happy for you because you've you know, lived kind of a tough life and you don't have to anymore. Wow. So. That is incredibly inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That literally made me get goosebumps and kind of tear up a little bit. Thank you so much for sharing that. No, yeah. my Thank pleasure. You. My pleasure. Um, we're about to wrap up. And do you have any questions for Hattie or I? I don't have any questions. Um, or anything you'd like to impart on the podcast? I don't know about impart. I, I will say that I'm super uh, privileged to be here. But I, I, I'm also, I just feel super good about all of you guys that do this. Because I think this is neat. It's a podcast, okay, there's a billion podcasts, yeah, but it's not about the fact that it's a podcast, it's about that, this is, this is a stretch, you know, it, 
th- you learn a lot doing this, yeah. right? You're, really? you're, you're on the go and you're trying, you have set questions or whatever, but then you've got to ad lib and have that conversation in a, in a, in a, in a stressful environment. And, this is great. Like I'm super impressed. You guys do a great job, but you also like you're learning a lot, yeah. and and, yeah. and and for today and for tomorrow. So uh, yeah. I think this is great. You guys gotta keep this up. Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, I think that's it for us. Okay. Cool. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> that's the new outro. All right. See you guys. Bye, y'all.